Hi, I'm Nathan Riley, the Holistic OBGYN. I knew that I wanted to change the maternity care model in the United States from early in residency training. I have now ventured out of the corporate medical space entirely to lend my support to this task. This podcast is a 501c3 and will feature important voices in the women's healthcare space, as well as present a more holistic approach to meeting the healthcare needs of women. If we want to see lasting structural change, then it's critical that we empower women to reclaim their vitality rather than merely treating their disease. We also need to support the reinstatement of the midwifery care model as the standard. Midwives, doulas, mothers, fathers, women, and witches, you have my support. Now on with the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Holistic OBGYN. Super, super stoked about who we're talking to today. This is my good friend, a mentor. She doesn't even know she's my mentor, and she has been mentoring me for, gosh, however, as, as, as long as we've known each other. Um, she is a CPM in upstate New York. She is a mother of 14 children and about 700 grandchildren. <laughs> um, she has attended, how many births have you attended, Liz? Oh, uh, well, um, on, as a primary, close to 500. Oh, my I gosh. I was at so, 4, 484, I think, Yeah. when gosh. I was arrested. Yeah, and uh, I mean, gosh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but you are a warrior woman in every, in every stretch of that word, in, in, in every possible iteration. So I'm going to just do, I'm just going to shut up and welcome my friend Liz Catlin. Um, do you like to go by Liz or Elizabeth? I'm Liz. Liz. Yeah, I'm Liz okay. to my friends. Elizabeth on my on my um, professional pages, but all right. Yep, well, I'm my Liz. friend Liz. <laughs> Liz, tell us, fill us, fill in the the gaps. There's so you've had a life of extraordinary experience in birth, but also as a woman, as a as a partner, as a as a caregiver for children and grandchildren, and probably great grandchildren in the near future. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Um, yeah, so I am a, I can now say it and say it freely. I am a certified professional midwife. Proud to hold that, that certification. Um, but just in the not so distant past, I could not tell people that. Um, I was, I was working in New York State as a birth attendant. Um, for the Mennonite population here in Yates County. And I was arrested after I transported a mother, a laboring mother to the hospital. The laboring mother gave birth at the hospital and several hours later, the baby passed away. Um, so I was arrested initially for practicing midwifery without a license. Um, then uh, they, they followed me back into Yates County and um, saw that I had dropped some some lab work, some blood work off for my my good licensed midwife friend who had taken over my practice. Um, I dropped some blood work off for her, and she. Um, so I, they saw me drop that blood work off. They arrested me again. This time they arrested me for that lab work um, for oh forging the nurse practitioner's name for. Um, stealing her identity. But the worst one was that they arrested me. They charged me with the death of, of baby Joseph. 
Mm. Um, they charged me with criminally negligent homicide. And so um, I've been dealing with that for three years, um, going through a couple of attorneys. I found a good one who was just um, did his job. He he then got to the truth of the matter, which was um, I did not steal anybody's identity, nor um, nor was I responsible for the death of the baby. And we had evidence um, to prove otherwise. So he had a conversation with the prosecutor and um, who sat and listened. And lo and behold, just a few short weeks ago, they dropped those charges. Mm. They dropped the forgery charges. They dropped the charge um, of criminally negligent homicide. The charge of practicing midwifery without a license was still standing. And I pled guilty to that because I was guilty of that. Um, there is no way right now for a certified professional midwife to be licensed. Although back in um, April of 2020, because of the pandemic, we were given um, the freedom to practice here without fear of persecution. And that went from April 2020 to June, the end of June um, 2021. And then all of a sudden, CPMs weren't legal anymore until just yesterday. And now the new governor has signed another executive order where we are legal again. Just yesterday? <laughs> so, just yesterday. Oh my gosh. Because of the vaccine mandate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, and wow. we need midwives desperately. We just yeah. desperately need midwives. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, um, but anyway, as of two weeks ago, I am, I am a free woman. Um, but I have to wait till December 14th for sentencing, which is definitely probation, could be some community service, maybe a short, less than 30 days, 30 days of jail time, um, could be that. But um, they will also write me a certificate of relief where I will, any of those uh, forgery charge, that forgery charge won't, won't have lasting effects for me. So I will be able to get my license when when midwives can get licensed, when certified professional midwives can get licensed here in New York State. Wow. So that's, Congratulations. that's my story. I need to like cue you. The, uh, the soundboard, like the, the, the applause, the audience roaring yeah, with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how I feel. I just feel like there's a party going on in my head right now. Yeah. Wow. So, so how did we meet? It's actually related to this. To this, it charge, is related to that. So, um, you knew of a friend of mine, actually, another midwife who was arrested in in regards to my case, Melissa Carmen, and um, she introduced me to you. I was needing a, um, an OBGYN who could look at the the records, um, baby Joseph's records, the mother's records. And just tell me what you thought about um, uh, about the death of the baby, whether I was responsible for that death. And so you very kindly looked through, and you were going to be our expert witness if it went to trial. Um, and so that's how I got to know you, Nathan. And it's been a pleasure ever since. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, Liz. Wow. Your story, we're, we're going to have to maybe do a separate interview and just really get into the story, maybe have Melissa there as well, and really kind of tell the story, not as a cautionary tale, but really as a, I think as a, as a tale of, 
you in particular prevailing despite sort of insurmountable odds. I mean, this is a really, really important moment in midwifery, especially in the state of New York. And I have to say personally, what happened to you and what you've been put through for those three years, um, it's a disgrace, really. And that's really why I, I, I was, the universe kind of thrust me out of the corporate medical space anyways, but I was already kind of, the wheels were turning as to what can I actually do as an OBGYN? It's not to become a, a wannabe midwife and to start attending home births necessarily, although perhaps that will be helpful for some people, especially locally. What's more important is that we actually highlight the very, very, the, the oddities that are happening within our legal system that are, that are not protecting women and they're not supporting midwives. They're just creating discord within the birth space. Um, and, and I want to also highlight something important here. The charges that were brought against you were not, they were not from uh, charges brought from the family you were attending. And, and that, no, family, that family and you as the birth attendant, both are all, were also, you're also working through the trauma of losing a baby. I mean, this is a really, really hard thing for anybody to go through without the state of New York having taken you to jail completely unfairly and, and in such a humiliating fashion and making such a public spotlight out of you. And I just want to, to hold space and acknowledge just how strong you have been. And I hope that it's a bit of a, not a lesson, not a cautionary tale again, but more of a, like, can this be a source of inspiration and motivation for any midwives out there who might be listening to just continue to do good work? As long as you're doing good work and caring for people, leading with love and compassion, things are going to be okay. Um, yeah. So Absolutely. I'll kind of leave it there. Of course, you could have ended up in prison for many, many years, and we would be talking maybe perhaps very differently about this, if at all. Um, but I, I just want to acknowledge just how incredible of a human you are for doing the work you've done for so many years and caring for almost 500 babies and their, and their mothers and the partners of those, of those mothers and, and just how blessed the world is to have you, really. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah. I, I very much appreciate that. Wow. We could just end the podcast there because that is, uh, oh, my heart, my heart. Um, we are here to actually answer one question though, Liz, and I'm sure that your life experience and your, your work through these challenging things is going to sort of uh, play into this a little bit. But the question I have for you is what are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? Yeah. Okay. This is where, this is where my heart is, Nathan, not all that <laughs> nonsense that went on before, you know, I've, I've dealt with that for three years. I am ready yeah. to put that behind yeah. me. Let's close that book. We'll close that chapter. Let's. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Three things, <laughs> three things. And then I thought only three things. Okay. We'll keep it to three things. <laughs> three things that came right off the top of my head um, is of course the first and foremost, most glaring thing is that birth is a normal, natural process. It's normal. It's it's like, um, it's like using the bathroom. You know, pooping. It's it's something that we do. Our body takes us through it, and um, we, uh, for the most part, it works. Mm -hmm. It works. Mm -hmm. um, if mm -hmm. there are sometimes that it doesn't, and that's what that's what. Um, 
midwife is for is to recognize those times and then do appropriate transfers um, so that we can get the help we need. But for the most part, it is a normal, natural process. And if we as women could embrace that to, to just know and have that deep knowing that this is everything's going to be okay. Um, and whether you choose to birth in the hospital or whether you choose to birth at home, this is your deal. This is your deal. This is your say so. You, you get to choose and you get to call the shots. That is a, a message that could be echoed over and over and over again. And we have such a cultural pressure that's pu that pushes back against that notion. But everything you said is so spot on and so true. And um, we just have to keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so birth is a normal, natural process. That's a great first point. What's the yes. second point? Okay, the second point is, um, and I'm speaking from experience with this one because I have long, um, in my earlier years, I, I kind of put this aside or squash this, but I want everybody to know that a woman's intuition is very real and it should be listened to. Mm -hmm. um, I think every woman has has a feeling in their gut that should be um, should be encouraged. It should be respected, and um, we we try to put that against like facts. Um, but I think your I think a woman's intuition is is guided by those facts. But there is definitely a gut feeling that is to be followed and not squashed. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this awesome conversation. I wanted to tell you quickly about my collaborator program. This program is for midwives, doulas, docs, birth educators, coaches, whoever. I am inviting anybody who works with women to enroll into this program for a monthly fee. And the way that it works is, let's say on Monday, you've got a patient who has some fertility issues despite working with them through an in-depth functional nutrition program. They're still unable to get pregnant. You want some insight from an OBGYN. You want me to review labs, imaging, etc. It's a great opportunity. Then on Tuesday, you've got a patient who, uh, let's say you're a midwife and you're caring for a, a birthing person who just got some ultrasound re reports and you want to know, hey, is this still a person that that you know should be considered a good candidate for home birth, for example. Um, I'll give you recommendations, I'll give you insight, I'll even tell you what I would do, right? And then Wednesday you might have a completely different question. So this is a way to keep your patients out of the conventional model if desired and keep them on track for home birth if that's what they desire. Um, or it may just help you better support them if they have to go in for a C-section or whatever else. So. There's going to be two levels. There's going to be the silver level, which will allow you that access if you want to go for the gold level. The gold level will include a weekly live Q&A video conference peer review session with all gold level members, including me. Um, and you're going to find some of the nation's best midwives there. And the opportunity here is that we're all engaged in a, an hour-long conversation. It will be recorded. If you miss it, you can check it out later through the website. And we're going to be able to post questions and as a group discuss and, and sort of 
I don't know, collaborate together as to how to best manage and answer those questions. Um, and of course, I'll be there to provide the allopathic OBGYN insight as well. So, um, so that's my collaborator program. When you lock in a, a rate, a monthly fee, that fee will never change for you. Although I will say that the price of this program is probably going to go up as I've had increasing numbers of people reaching out and super interested. So check it out. All the details will be at belovedholistics.com. And you can send me questions through the website as well if you need any further clarification. And I think that just about does it. Let's get back to the conversation. Um, yeah. I think I think um, what, what reading I've done about it is that this actually is more acknowledged among older women like me um, in our 50s, 60s. Uh, younger women, 20s and 30s, are, are more apt to ignore it. Hmm. But I think that's something that should be encouraged, even in the younger women. Um, and if there's something that we can do to, I'm not sure, I haven't done enough um, a study on this, but is there a way to train our intuition or to <laughs> um, train us to recognize our intuition a little more? I don't know. I just think I think this is a very important, uh, an important part of again how how um, um, even with birth, it's a normal natural process as is um, mm -hmm. intuition. Yeah, I, that I, makes so, sense. <laughs> oh no, it does. It does. It, it's it it makes so much sense, and I couldn't agree more. I feel like this is one of the biggest things that even I, as a dad, as a partner as a friend, as a birth keeper, even I have to be reminded of, right? You know, we, we love to quantify everything in our world and we forget about quality. So when, when, when we were this reductive view of the human body, where there's a brain, a heart, some intestines and all this other stuff, right? And they each have a specific, a specific siloed job. When we, when we reduce everything down to that, we miss out on everything, right? We miss out on quality. And what I mean by that is, if I cut your chest open and remove your heart, I'm not going to find love in there. I'm not going to cut your head open and find consciousness inside your brain. And I'm not going to cut into your guts and find your, your instincts. Yet, that is actually how we go about our days in every walk of life, right? You get a gut feeling about going this way versus that. You get a gut feeling as to what you should eat and shouldn't eat you get a gut feeling about how your partner's doing when they're on the other side of the world. Like you just have a certain sense and we know that this is true. Yet whenever people enter into this medical system or they hand themselves over to the medical system, what we do is we, we like get amnesia about, about these things that we know are true, you know, and, and this is something I say all the time, but you know, how much do you love your child? Like, what's the number? Like how much? <laughs> of course, there's no quantifiable amount there, but you know that love is deeply, profoundly impactful as to how you care for this little person. So in the system, suddenly now everything needs to be quantified. Well, well, why didn't we have to quantify it when you were telling me how much you love your daughter, you know, or your wife or, or who, whatever else, you know? And so I, there is so much wisdom in what you just said. I, I thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we do. We need to be somehow... Uh, maybe we need to be shutting our phones off and the lights off and all the radio waves that are all over the, you know, the, the, the space that we live in and, and just start to be comfortable with being still and being with our own feelings. I mean, maybe that's a first Absolutely. step. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful, Liz. Um, what's a, what's a third thing, a third point you want? Okay. So the third thing is, sorry about the phones here. Um, the third thing is, is to encourage friendships among women. Um, women, no woman is an island. Um, and that is, we need friends apart from our little families. You know, we need, we need somebody to bounce ideas off and we need um, somebody to share our sorrows and our joys with apart from our, our little, um, our little world. And so friendships among women are super important. Mm-hmm. And I just, I can't um, uh, stress that enough. And it's a beautiful thing is uh, w- among the Mennonites that I work with, that is just, that is considered paramount almost. And so friendships are encouraged. And yes, even though they're busy in their own daily lives, these Mennonite women working working for their families and with their families, they certainly spend their time going to quiltings and friend days and sister days, and they certainly spend their time um, with their friends. Yeah, I mean, connection, gosh, our worlds are becoming so compartmentalized and siloed off from other people, especially this past 18 months, right? The isolation is just, uh, you know, maybe it's helpful. On the other hand, are we doing some down, downstream consequences of just siloing ourselves off and just, it's like the monk at the top of the hill, you know, just taking care of your own little space is great, but like we are social beings. We need other people in our lives. Absolutely. Uh, especially yeah. women. I mean, I, I, you know, if you think you're developed spiritually as a man, you know, try to walk into a room of women who are all connecting over something magical. It could be birth. It could be quilting. It could be whatever. And you walk into a space and it's almost like a force field of like, whoa, there's a, this is the, more than the sum of parts. There is a something really, really powerful here. Um, but again, that's my intuition. That's me being in touch with, with like, whoa, I'm feeling something important here. I better walk around instead of walking through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe you'll get some on you if you walk through. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I might get the, the, that's what they're talking about, the cooties. That's what it was, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Liz, this is a, that was a, a beautiful three succinct points. Um, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to do this short podcast with me. Um, oh, you're so welcome. Is there any anything you'd like to share with people who would like to reach out to you or to connect with you? Oh, I would love for people to connect with me. Um, so on Facebook, I have that Friends of Elizabeth Catlin page um, that was at, at one point. Um, that's what we focused on was my, my was my case and my upcoming trial. Now it's turning more towards. Um, uh, dealing with the the community midwifery bill that we're working on getting passed, but it's also a great way for people to connect with me. So I get I get messages through there. Um, so if you Facebook message me, you can do that, um, or you can uh, certainly email me at elizabethcatlin at frontiernet.net. Um, you could do that as well, but uh, those messages are easy to get to, and and so right look on. up friends of Elizabeth Catlin. Um, the Facebook page. Right on. And I'll put all of that in the show notes, Elizabeth, so people don't misspell your name or anything. Thank you so much for being my friend and being patient with me. 
and allowing me to learn from you vicariously. Uh, you are a oh. real, a real incredible human. So thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm so glad you're here and in alignment with our mission here at the Holistic OBGYN. We are a 501c3. We work by donations. So if you'd like to make a donation, go to belovedholistics.com. You'll also be able to find out more information about um, today's guest and anything else that was mentioned on the show. You can also find out more information about the collaborator program that I mentioned earlier. And again, whether you're a midwife, a doula, a birth educator, a lactation specialist, an, o- an OBGYN, a- an MD from another specialty, if you need help and support from an allopathic and also holistic-minded OBGYN who's got training in a whole other bunch of stuff we never learned in medical school, please come and find me on the website for a very reasonable monthly fee. You'll be able to interact with me anytime you need some support in the field. And if you want to join the gold level, you'll also have some help with prescriptions. You'll have some help from other people in the space, other midwives, other holistic lifestyle practitioners um, through our weekly live video recorded peer review sessions. I'll of course be there and I'll be able to give my insight, but more importantly, we're going to be holding space for the midwifery model of care and all of the beautiful attributes and contributions that the many great midwives in our country have made to this field and and should continue to make and and lead in this space that does it for today we will see you next time here on the holistic obgyn take care <laughs>